Happened in the 90s. Matt was the fat kid, Steve was the flat kid. Life wasn't always great, but you know what was? The 90s. Happened in the 90s. Yeah! The Boz. He's an undercover cop with his own way of turning up the heat. Just picked up the wrong passenger, buddy! And when he decides to chill out, ah. he's stone cold. Ah. And then some. Brian Bosworth. Stone Cold. Rated R. Starts Friday, May 17th at Select Theaters. parlor trick steve but uh, i do have a soundboard now welcome to 2023 episode 101 and steve uh first of all we were leading into this uh talking off before i hit record about um my wife and i've been sort of going back and this is dealing with 90s legends and celebrities happened in the 80s i guess but we we were watching roadhouse last night and uh just a just a dream of a movie one of the most ridiculous movies there's so many things that when you see the actual roadhouse flick you realize that comedies other action movies have stolen so much from this movie um swayze kills it terry funk kills it uh but what i love about this movie specifically steve as a former fat person is that some of the main tough guys in this movie are just fat guys. And I love that. You know, fat guys were tough in the eighties. Oh, and these were, these are like fat hillbilly toughs. So it's real. It's got, you know, like bib overall wearing guys. And I appreciated that. Um, so, you know, shout out to Swayze, rest in peace. Uh, I think that we, I talked about, we watched dirty dancing and we've been on a Swayze kick. So shout out to him. But, uh, a big fuck you to somebody who wasted my time over the holidays. Um, me and Kendra, on the advice of, uh, I guess, the world, decided to check out Ma- uh, Top Gun Maverick, Steve. Yeah, every, I mean, billions of dollars. It was like the high, one of the highest grossing movies of all time. People have been talking mad shit about it, how good it is. Uh, yeah. It is a heaping, steaming pile of dog shit, Steve. I don't know who I the... Mean. It's fun to watch Tom Cruise fly a plane, but I could watch a YouTube video in like two seconds of that. The first one sucked. I th- didn't you say that on the show before? Didn't you like, yeah, say the first man. one sucked a big bag of dongers? It's It sucked dongers, and I mean, it was basically just like some Cinemax porn for, for yeah. some gay guys. It was just weird. And this one's you no didn't better. like the one, you didn't like the one when he was in his prime. Like, what made you think you're gonna like the one when he's in his 60s? I don't know. I just wanna. I everybody was saying it was this great thing. So fu- I guess shame on me for believing the internet. I fucked up for a second and just caught myself wanting to be nostalgic and just remember Tom Cruise and you know. It's hilarious that one he's in it. I looked up because there's a Jennifer Connelly is like his love interest in this, looking good. She, you know, she's whatever and she's fine. 
And I was like, but wasn't he like in love with like a, a blonde chick in this movie? Isn't there a, like some lost love he would have? And I looked up the chick that he was in the ridge with. Oh yeah, she looks like a bag of potatoes. Oh, oh spudrific, Steve. I mean, French fried up because yeah, there was no, I don't know if they even approached. But one thing that is weird, Val Kilmer's in this silently just but he's in it i mean yeah what was his name in there goose goose yeah he was Maverick. A he doesn't talk but he just has like it's strange that they i get wanting to pay homage and have somebody from the original movie in it but they just have him in it like because he's like uh, I think a, a senator or something now in the movie world or what it goose is a senator, but, uh, he's Whack. just like, he's like, uh, what they did to Marlon Brando. He's like in the shadows with like, you know, her kerchiefs on and just like giving like sly looks and typing on a typing his words on a computer. It's like, why'd you even do this? This is weird, dude. They, they did him like the Yankees owner in Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even, t- he's just like typing and uh, Tom Cruise is reading the screen like, yeah. And then they'll cut to him and he'll be like. They fucking <laughs> Steinbrenner fucking goose. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe if you like Top Gun, you can watch it. But man, no, I don't. Fuck. It was not fun. Fucks with some Val Kilmers, though. Maverick. Badass motherfucking Jim Morrison, motherfucking Tombstone, motherfucking Batman, motherfucking Bruce Wayne. He got to throw that in there. Throw that in the recipe. God, yeah. I hope we get to talk about. Did we talk about Tombstone? Have we ever been given nah, the opportunity? It's gonna happen. I love that shit. Man, yeah. You my dog, man. But I, I watched the last episode, our 100th episode, and, and we're talking about Odd Gubble. And you said I was wrong when I said Jack Lemon and Walter Matthaus. Uh, I, I said something along the lines of, uh, weren't they in the sh- uh, Didn't they in- do Odd Couple together? And, and you said, no. Not the show, something. Steve. They did a well, movie. Well, it was a movie. Yeah, yeah in the 90s. I was talking about. I said, no, they did a movie called The Odd Couple back before the show. And it was Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. That and Grumpy when did Men the movie was come out, Steve. Before the show. Oh. And wow. it was Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau's. And you said I was wrong using graphic. I'm pissed now. He he he, he, play, he tried to play me with the graphics. A big, a big uh, emblazoned wrong. Like so, yeah. Eat that crow. You lose. Russell Crowe, Cheryl Crowe, don't matter which crow. Black crows, counting crows. Okay, yeah. well, and, uh, and you keep Steve, saying I'm Randy. Sorry. Randy Quaid wasn't in the movie any given Sunday. It was Dennis. I, I know you probably like Randy more, but it was Dennis. Shout out to Dennis. Fuck both Get a the half. Quaids, dude. Dennis Quaid Fuck sucks them both. too. What is he they ever both done, suck. Steve? What is it, Dennis Quaid done that? I think he just got put He's, on because Randy was killing it back in the fucking day. He was Randy's brother, just like easier to look at, not as fucking awkward and like ancestral. So it was like a Baldwin tip situation where like, oh, okay, yes. you got a couple uh, other ones. All right. That's your, okay. He has the face that actually belongs on the screen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I don't, what he fuck, did. fuck the Quades. I've never been a fan of, I mean, even Randy. 
fuck them now for sure. But I mean, what other than uh, Nash the Vacation movie? I mean, what else is he? Well, he was in. He was in SNL. He was in Independence Day. He flew that plane and killed all the aliens. So shout out to Randy for that. Overall, they're pretty worthless, though. I, I smell you. Yeah, I'll take the Baldwins. Yeah, there's a lot of other, like, fratern or whatever. There's brother groups I'd take. I'd even take fucking uh, the Wahlberg duo. Fuck yeah. Them. Marky Marks? Fucking Don- Donnie was the bad boy. He was the bad boy. I was thinking, like, if all the bad boys of all the, like, boy bands could, like, do their own spinoff group and, like, they'd be called Wrong Direction. Ooh. I think you might have it. You might be the new Lou Pearlman, Steve. It's like Bobby Brown, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, whoever the bad guy was in uh, Backstreet and NSYNC. Yeah, I mean, AJ, the the Kane guy in Backstreet, for sure, would be in there. AJ, was that the guy with the little fucking... Yeah, he had like a cane, and uh, yeah, he definitely rocked like a pimp. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few, but I like that use some of these guys and then we can do another one with the people that are really desperate that's like crazy you know the Kirkpatrick's maybe not Joey mm. Fatone I think he's pro- he's he's probably that doing one well. yeah he's doing okay he's eating off the fat of the land I think he has a hot dog company Steve so he is eating he's off the, the fat, fat one of, of course he does <laughs> him and Guy Fieri hooked up that's fucking crazy. That's my guy. Fieri, was it, dude. Mario, was it Patoli? Was the dude? Oh, the one that got canceled. Yeah, Mario. Fazoli. That's fucking crazy. But, I used to, Batali. I used to love that guy, dude. What Mario Batali. Batali, yeah. What'd he do? Uh, he was trying to fucking put his meat and grinded it on some of his i don't know man like he did some like he was he was just added to the cancel pot uh, a couple years ago i remember like when they were naming names he dropped a spaghetti noodle in my cleavage and just sucked it out and that's how you make a pasta bam whoa oh wait that's not the same guy <laughs> yeah he's probably canceled too Shine the lights on you, shine the lights on me. Keep your butt lights shining for everyone to see. Shine the lights on this, shine the lights on that. Oh, shining all the others is with Bud Light. When you're looking good, you want Bud Light. The clean, fresh taste won't fill you up and never let you down. You can taste it, you can feel it. You know you got it right. Everything else is just a light. So, hey, boys and girls, this is Steve G and Maggie with Happened in the 90s, the show where we talk about what happened in the 90s. Look at look at the new shirt. Oh, so man. get out your Jackie Brown posters and your Taker Tombstone tees, because it's season one, a two, a three. Season three, dude. Weird and wild stuff. Oh, uh, well, 
You know, actually, I was pleasantly surprised. And while I did have the, the, mishap, the mishap with Tom Cruise, I mean, these we're coming in to, uh, 2023 with some uh, bangers already. Mm-hmm. There's no fluff. Unless bang, bang, bang. Kind of gave me some flashbacks, though. Bud's whole ordeal kind of made me remember some times when I was back in Ohio doing this. Not that. Grand bastard. Oh yeah, I, I forgot all the slams that Kelly would have for him. Like she would fuck up the name. She called him Grand Bastard in this episode. <laughs> and she would be like Fart Master B, and like she was like she had so many spinoffs. What is the actual name? Grandmaster B. God, dude, fucking Bud, Grandmaster B. About to get a Grandmaster BJ in that plane. That was like his uh, alter ego. Uh, she called him Ghostbuster B, Mixmaster B, Grandma B, uh, Bedwetter B, uh, Bushwhacker B. I don't know where he's getting the money to do all. Well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, these ones, uh, I was definitely pleasantly surprised in The Simpsons. This probably, we've said before when we watched this, like, Oh, this was a memorable episode. This is probably totally. one of the ones that I, of all of them, remember the most. Top five for sure. Top five? Oh, uh, man, I don't know if it's top five. It's top ten. Top okay. ten, it was is trippy. As Juicy J would say, it's trippy, man. Shut the fuck up! It is. Fucking- R.I.P. to Ghetto Boo, too. Gangsta yeah. Boo, I'm sorry. Dude, I, I actually, <clears throat> I think you shared it, or somebody shared it, like a mural that they did of everybody that died last year like celebrity it's it's like damn we lost some good ones last year lost some good ones but 22 it took some obvious at the same time uh you know some that like at the last minute they took barbara walters it's like damn some people sometimes i forget like yeah she's she's kind of beat time uh yeah i feel disrespectful yeah. in those moments those people where you're like damn i thought they were dead already <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, she she was a writer, man. Uh, you know, Barbara Walters, man, RIP to her. Like, so that was one. Uh, another really old, uh, Bill Russell, love him, uh, legend. But, you know, he, he kind of beat time, man. Um, it, it still sucks to see him go. Uh, oh, yeah. Franco Harris in my life, Steve. We Franco just lost Harris. him right at the end of the year, a legend. Yeah, definitely, man. Shout out to him. If you, I mean, it's. It's wild when, like, those guys, like him and, uh, would you say Bill Russell? It's Bill like Russell. They, they looked the same age our whole lives, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, these wise old dudes. But it turns out it's like they looked, they've been, they were legends when we were little kids, you know? Right. Like, his rival, Wilt Chamberlain, died in the 90s. Like, yeah. like his, his rival, who he played basketball with, died 30 years ago. Isn't that like, wild? That's like like our one of our high school friends died thirty years ago, and we we're like, yeah, we used to fart at the same time in the back of class. Love you, bro. I mean, basically, the some unfortunately, uh, to for some of the people we went to college with, it basically is that. If you think about it, as fucked up as that uh, is, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, two oh three. We miss you, man. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. But today, my friend, we are talking about all things January 5th and the 90s. 
Starting off in 1992, Married with Children is airing Season 6, Episode 14, The Mystery of Skull Island. As Grandmaster B, Bud does his coolest best while all over a girl who takes him out to non-traditional Bundy things, such as rafting and skydiving. Meanwhile, Al and Peggy invite Marcy and Jefferson over to play a new board game called Ethical Dilemma. Yeah, that's going to be the the game itself is going to be responsible for murders, Steve. Yeah. And Al even wrote some bars. He was so inspired. I mean, I got to give them to him for a white guy, especially an older white guy in the whatever 92. He killed it. Give this guy a contract. Shoot, that's that uh, Youngstown. Oh, no. Is he from Youngstown or Akron? (laughs) He's from Ohio, goddammit. But Kelly, she's flipping through channels and Al walks in and he vents another day at the shoe store. Uh, He got maced at work by a woman in a blossom hat and and apparently he punched her. Um, And and Kelly's not even hearing any of this shit. Uh, Peg comes in looking fine and she tells Al she invited the neighbors over for a game of ethical dilemma. Uh, Kelly tells Al Bud's out with a girl, a real girl, uh, no blow up tubes in the back or anything. And that's it's you can't change of pace. For, it. Yeah. His virgin son. I mean, when, when do we clock Bud actually popping the cherries, Steve? Cause what is he? 20 <laughs> at this point? Uh, yeah, I'm a, he might still be in high school. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I don't know. I think he, he lost his virginity somewhere. Yeah, in this series hopefully but here he's he's out and i mean al's fine he's honestly probably feeling a little bit relieved you know he's like well thank god but he can't believe it yeah and uh she actually the girl took him out to a rap concert and not too long after that bud comes in and he looks beaten up like he got jumped in by malibu's most wanted and you know Come to find out, he got into a fight with one of the guys. Uh, and the girl was egging it on, and somewhere along the lines, he beat up the girl's parents. <laughs> yeah, and I think he says something about being has being a lot of like uh, powerful moves from the fetal position. He has like a funny joke about that. Um, yeah, but he shows up and he is like sort of pissed off about it. He's you know he's just trying to get laid. And he's all fucked up. He does look like he got his ass whooped. And he's like, I'm done. I'm done with m- women. Fuck this. Yeah. And I was like, wait, did you get married? Right. And not too long after that, the hot blonde walks in and he turns his hat back backwards. And uh, she thanks Bud for beating up her father. Yeah. And she's, you know, she looks like a high class escort in the 90s. You know, somebody from like a poison video, maybe. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they and totally so, don't match. Yeah, I mean, what do you? It almost looks like she's child molesting, uh, but she thinks Bud's like this tough young gohard, Steve. Well, Grandmaster <laughs> B. That's yeah. how he sold himself. He's fucking. He's he's ready to pop, and uh, you know, all that shit he was talking goes out the window as soon as she shows up with uh, those tits out, and it's like you're coming over to the his house. Like, what are you trying to do? Pick up Al yeah, too, I mean, get the father and son. But they're mesmerized by those puppies. And uh, puppies. she, th- this toxic broad, th- this baddie broad over here, she she booked them a water rafting trip. And, and Bud, he's pump faking and, and faking it till he makes it. 
into them draws. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm with the shits. You ain't I mean, with the shits. what a terrible like trying to get laid date. It's not a movie or something where you can cuddle or you know take it like hold hands. You're, you're a white water rat. How can you afford this, this shit? This is this is worse than that MTV show Next. Oh, like they were. They were basing the selection of their mates on these obstacle courses. If you if you can't chase that poodle at the end of this uh, slip and slide, you're not the one for me. Next. Oh. There, well, it was many things, but I mean, there is one episode, Steve. I got to find the clip, but this chick makes these guys freestyle to get on to the next date. Uh and the only person who does a decent freestyle at all, Steve, at all, is this court, like this, like almost bald headed. He looks like me without a beard, basically. And he does it. And she's just like, I'm not feeling it next. But the sh- you have to see it. It's the whitest freestyle of all time. But I loved it. Anywho, it's not this, you know, and Bud's he's putting himself out there. He might. He might get paralyzed. You can die on a whitewater rafting trip, and you can't even fucking... You ain't even going to get a, a titty kiss or nothing? Yeah, she's just stringing you along, man. Is he paying yeah. for these dates? <laughs> that bitch ain't got no money. Well, I'd be like, how are, what, how'd you schedule it? Do I got to show up with a fucking check? Because how much does this cost? A whitewater rafting trip, bitch. Man, this motherfucking simp ass, but he he gave her his card just just for a preliminary, just so you I, I can start fucking with you. I need to hold on to your card. The, uh, the pussy deposit, Steve. The, the, the pussy deposit. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> simp's believe in that type of shit. Oh, I'll buy my way into some pussy. <laughs> and then so they they're playing ethical dilemma, and Marcy lands on childhood trauma, and she starts talking about her fuck ass dog Winkums and Al tunes out to this shit he ain't trying who gives a fuck about winkums or marcy uh and he starts daydreaming about drinking a keg of beer ah, 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 and i mean ah. jefferson's in here i mean this is a nightmare i mean monopoly is one this game seems to be like a some sort of way to initiate divorce proceedings like there's a lot of weird scenarios being put about and jefferson i mean Al obviously he's bored yeah. But Jefferson, even in the fucking title sequence, he's at a strip club looking at tails, Steve. So I don't know how yeah. into this game he is either. He's not really into Marcy. And that's the one of the hilarious things about their dynamic. It's like this dude, he's like, he's got wavering eyes, yeah. clearly. Well, he's I mean, like, I'm, you know, you're the one, you're fucking up, like... I'm he's fucking fuck down. So. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like he's like you know I'm the hot one, so I'm doing like, you a favor, chick. But shit, you are keeping a roof over my head, so yeah, let's do the sex, I guess. <laughs> shit, hey bitch, call me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they're playing this game. They're dying inside, like you know any guy that's being put on like some sort of double date situation like this. Al rolls. Sorry, and go he, ahead. He, yeah, Al lands on get in touch with your feminine side, and uh, he's not feeling this shit. And Peggy calls him a bitch. She calls she calls Al a bitch, and then uh, she lands on sexual intimacy. Uh, and Bud he comes back from his rafting date looking like water trash, and he's about to live a life without girls. And then the phone rings, and it's Kara, and she asks him if he wants to jump out of a plane tomorrow. Simp ass Bud says yes. 
I mean, you, there ain't a there ain't a, a damn titty I would want to see, Steve, that would get me in a to jump out of a plane. I've done many simp things in my life. Not multiple titties. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a former simp. Maybe I still am in some ways. But a this, simp in recovery. There you go. I'm 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 at least not in denial about it. But this this Steve. I mean, and then this what happens right at the after that? But I mean, to jump out of a plane, I'd need at least like a handshake agreement. There, like a something's gonna happen. <laughs> like, like at least a kiss, bitch. Something. Give this guy something to get a boner off of. Man, I, bitch, I don't. I'm not jumping out of plane. What, like, what does this do? Like, is are you just? Do you want to kill yourself? Is that what's going on here? And I'm just being brought like, along, or what's going on here? And it, like, what are you doing with your life? You're clearly out of high school. Um, I'm not. And like, so you just like on some evil Knievel shit in, in like hair metal band music video fucking dresses all the time, all the day. I mean, yeah. Did, did you just fuck the guy from fucking Poison or you, fucking am I getting sloppy? The great white. Because <laughs> I don't have enough money to pay for hepatitis medicine and uh, a fucking skydiving trip or two. Yeah, or the package. <laughs> and at some point to add insult to injury to how shitty Al is having a time, Kelly comes into that whole sitch and Al's like, what is it like to just have a life? And she's yeah. like, it's not really gr- that great, um, but I did meet some guy, he's like the something Springsteen. And I was like, yeah. wait, the boss? And I guess she also got a ride with the Swedish bikini team and some other like schlub got to go with them to some fuck island. I don't know. Some shit happened. And she was about to share Ernie Banks story. Mr. Cub himself. And Al just cuts her off. And she's like, hey, get, go get the mail. Toots. And, uh, and Jefferson, uh, back to the ethical dilemma. He, he keeps landing on Data Kennedy. Lose a turn. Oh, slow burn. <laughs> And uh, this is uh, the probably my favorite of the episode. Uh, Al, he's just fed up. And he says, I care by Al Bundy. When hooters jiggle around and I find nickels on the ground, I care. When a Mustang engine purrs and the bathroom is not hers, I care. When a pitcher's on the mound and the wife is underground, I care. But when I've been playing this for days, I will kill anyone who stays, I swear. Bars. <laughs> i'm telling you if not an album just get them on deaf poetry jam and get get that spoke get a couple of bongos and a candle lit i mean that is i mean isn't that really what that was you got to come in with like a little it's like a haiku almost i keep calling back to that i'm in steve maybe that was we need in to the do heart. like a live show where we just do deaf poetry jam inspired by al bundy brought to you by miller light real man of genius and bud he stops in to say his possible last goodbyes before he jumps off the plane but no one even notices him uh, that's his fate. And, and Kelly tries to give Bud some game, which is real. The shit that she says to him is real. Yes. Uh, she she says that women don't care what a guy does, says, or how he treats them. They know at the first sight if he's going to get the sex. Yeah, and that's completely true. You're not going to before. help somebody move their apartment your way into some puss. You know? 
and that's at the lowest level. You're not going to skydive and then land and parachute into the puss. Because the she's going to give you some pathetic person pussy. And you also for me, pussy. like, I'm not going to do it because if I do do this, if I get to the point where I'm, I'm like, it's going to be amazing. So I got to do this. The Here's the image she's going to get as I get, like, see her on the ground. She's waiting. She's seeing me approach, you know, landing. And I'm sobbing uncontrollably with a urine stain on my pants. And, you know, I'm like, get the fuck away from me, monster. More pussy, please. Do you have any more? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but he's, I mean, I guess Bud at this point, he's everyone's doormat. And when you got the chance to at least fuck like a penthouse pet or whatever this chick is, like one of Larry Flint's chicks, you got to at least roll the dice, I guess. And uh, now they're on the plane, and uh, the instructor is Dan Clark. Uh, you may know him better as Nitro from the American Gladiators. I was like, is this Liu Kang's stunt double from the Mortal Kombat movie, or what is this? Round one. Blue Diamond Phillips' buff cousin, or what is this? But he's, uh, I knew, I, he, that's hilarious. Of course he's an American Gladiator. Yeah, he's got the look. And he was a L.A. Ram. Like those American gladiators, they weren't just like dudes at Planet Fitness and shit. Uh, dudes no. were actual like athletes and shit. Yeah. Well, that man. dude Gemini wasn't he? Uh, that old black dude. I think he was like a some kind of professional athlete. I don't want. I don't think it was football. Perhaps. But the only guy I think was just like a weird male model was the Swedish the <laughs> the long Swede. Yeah. Fabzini galloping or, oh yeah whatever galloped everywhere <laughs> oh, this fucking unicorn fucking dude here's okay quick sidetrack sally because i want to get this out on wax and see get some feedback from you as an adult if you had a bar or some kind of situation where we had replicated the whatever that the last thing on american gladiators with is or that where you like are shooting tennis balls the gauntlet shit, Anything. Is that what that is? At least where you're shooting the tennis balls and trying to fire stuff at somebody doing that. How yeah. cool would that be as an adult to be able to do that? I mean, I'm I'm telling you, there has to be a market yeah. for that, Steve. Like a uh, road, sh- like they do tours and shit. Yeah, I mean, we like I think I've talked about it on here. We went to just a restaurant pop up that was the Save by the Bell Max. So just do that, but I I don't know. Fucking have GNC fucking put some supplements out, have a couple, you know, have a gym or whatever, just make it look like some weird pop-up thing. And then at the end of it, you know, you and your buddies, you, one of you shoots tennis balls at the other and you fucking, whatever that was. I forget what that now shit was Now you know called. that'll lead to fighting, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. You know it will. As soon as somebody He's takes a pussy. <laughs> Stop fucking shooting me, dude. No, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Or somebody just gets like loses a testicle to a hundred mile per hour tennis ball or some shit to the nuts. And uh, Bud's on the plane with his date, and uh, she said that her ex was boring. All they did was make love, and like if Bud didn't feel like like a chump before, I mean, simp level to the unteeth degree at this point, man. It's level ninety nine. There's no one hundred. Just go back to zero at this point. But it's funny because he's like, I'm just going to 
he's thinking about chickening out, but then he looks yeah. over. And for some reason, again, I don't know if this chick has like a condition where she can't let any like anything touch the the the, t- the titties, like the chest, the sternum. But yeah. she's got her titties out and she's about to skydive. Those things are gonna rip off your body, sweetie. She had no plans of jumping off no plane. She just wanted to push that fool off. Like, let me see if I can push oh, this fucking what this off. Is? See, I didn't even think of that in this sinister way. I just thought she's like, ah, yeah, this know. guy just will come along. But no, I think it is that it, Steve. She's into yeah, like, I I, look, watch what I can make this fucking pathetic loser do. Exactly. I'm going to have him fucking put a pickle in his ass after this. He's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Polaroid it. Watch. And they say, so, yeah, they push him off. And, you know, he's got the instructor on the headset and he's just screaming and he gives the mic or whatever to the chick who I think her name is Kara or some shit. And he gives it to Kara and he's like, give it back to the instructor so he can yell some more. And over that, while that's going on, he's falling to the ground and he overhears his date, Kara, the one who he's been simping out for, uh, flirting with the fucking instructor Uh, because Biff, that's his name. He's like, Kara, you're so cute. And this bitch says, thank you, you're cute too. The second I saw you, I knew we were going to have sex. And that kind of goes back. <laughs> Damn, bitch. What Kelly, that's kind of what back to what Kelly said. She's like, before you jump off this plane, you fucking nimrod, uh, bitches don't really care about like the shit that you do. Like, if they like you, they like you. See, look it's at Kelly like, being a good sister for once too. Like, for all the shit she gives, <laughs> there's the nugget of truth you need, bud. Yeah. You know, Every now and then, the sun shines on the dog's ass. You, when you go to a strip club, do you think that they're giving you their number or really like you? Because you're gonna be this is gonna be a financial problem, if not a health problem, because you're about to die from, you know, doing a bungee jump to fucking do some anal or some shit. Like, and it's also, I think, Steve, if you're looking at Bud Bundy. This is going to become some kind of weird kink for him where he has to do like adrenaline junkie shit to come. And that's not really a race you want to Or run. be humiliated to come. I mean, or both. he's already there. He's definitely going to get like fucking dommed up later. And he's going to be in like some gimp outfit, Steve. You think he's a cuck now? Yeah, his dick's going to be in one of those like weird cages and shit. It's just going to be a whole thing, dude. It's fucking fucked N- up. Nuck if you cuck. <laughs> Thank you. And so yeah, they're fucking on the plane, and let, mind you, there's other guys just sitting there, like waiting to jump off, and like they're flirting and fucking on the plane, and he's like, "Well, shit, maybe they all joined in because Kara's a fucking freak and she's a fucking whore." Well, my and, thing also is you can hit the button off to not, so you it's not just an open channel. Like, why are you just like, yeah, I just want to suck your dick. Like, is he gonna go de- plummet to his death in here, like? You know, like perhaps know, Steve. I don't like they that. left him for dead. Yeah, Where like he's bitch? half half instructor. Shit, I ain't got time to be on this plane. I got uh, gladiator episodes to record, and yeah, man. So Bud returns home thankfully, and he looked like he fell into Lake Michigan. Uh, but he avows that he's done with these broads, except he's not. Nah, and I was like, this fucking dummy, fucking jumped out <laughs> of a plane for a woman. That's hilarious. What an idiot. I'd never do that. In his next role in Ethical Dilemma, he lands on Kiss the Neighbor. Uh, Cut to Al now on the plane, who just (laughs) hops off with the parachute in his hands. (laughs) Fuck, he'll figure it out. Maybe not. Yeah, he Uh, know he ain't kissing that broad. 
<laughs> he wouldn't take a million dollars, but he sh- he'd jump off a plane to avoid kissing Marcy Darcy. Because I'm wild, yeah! Almost lunchtime. Some people. It's not mine. Crisp, clean dentine. We'll take care of your breath. The rest is up to you. Hi. Hi. Didn't I see you here yesterday? That following year, 1993, Reggie Jackson is elected to the Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. Mr. October. I mean, it was inevitable. He's got to be top 10 of all time of just baseball players forever, so it's never going to go I, away. But see, this is the thing I don't get, Matt. Now, this, this man, 14-time All-Star, 5-time World Series champion, AL MVP, World Series MVP, a uh, silver slugger, a uh, home run leader, and you know all his number was retired in just by every place he played. Man, like the Hall of Fame in all the sports is not determined by people who play the sport. It's determined by people like writers and Isn't that like so they're stupid, dude. Like so with, with the uh, with the resume that I just read to you. To, like that should be unanimous they, like there should be a lot of unanimous people and like it, it, Hall of Fame is weird I don't know if it's for personal reasons for petty reasons like Michael J- Jordan I don't even think he was unanimous if I'm not mistaken man the, there was that one writer like oh no yeah fuck him yeah. he was a Pistons fan or a Cavs fan or some shit it's just I don't know that that's a little gripe I have with sports in the Hall of Fame and, and, and people say that it's like it's not really uh relevant or like no it's like they deserve a spot like you know the best of the best like no this is like where we hang our fucking we got our fucking faces in a fucking portrait or whatever no they deserve a spot they put in their work well especially uh, i think there should be some people that it's just like there's no need to uh, for vote as soon as whatever the eligibility is where it's like yeah you can be in it's like who fuck anybody is gonna vote against reggie jackson anyway yeah. You know, and this, the, I think it's like baseball is one thing. I don't want to get too far away from Reggie Jackson or a different discussion, but like for football, it's even stupider sometimes. And I do, you know, if somebody's raping people or some shit, I get it. But if it's like T.O., it's like that guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame, bro. Facts. You know, for real? What? Like you can't deny that shit. That following year, 1994, Birdland premieres on ABC. Uh, Dr. Brian McKenzie is the chief of psychiatry at Roosevelt Hospital. He tries to be sensitive to his patients, especially because of his own troubled background. He is a compulsive gambler, he is divorced, and his ex-wife hates him, and his children are estranged. And he has a secret affair with Dr. Jesse Lane. And it stars uh, Brian Dennehy, uh, Big Tom uh, Callahan, Big Tommy Callahan, and uh, our pound town, you girl, pound town, CCH Pounder. And uh, it, it didn't last long. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I was gonna ask how long it lasted because I don't even remember this name. What was it called? Birdhouse. <laughs> uh, Birdland. Uh, <laughs> okay. it, it had seven episodes from January fifth to April twenty uh, first of nineteen ninety four, and uh, maybe it is because it, people just couldn't buy into the fact that uh, somebody uh, was into Brian Dennehy uh, to where they have an affair. I don't know. 
Dude, Dennehy back in the day though, he used to be a like more of a stunner, Steve. He was more of a heartthrob back in the day. He's not. He wasn't always Big Tom Callahan. He was walking tall with a fucking two by four or some shit at one point too. I ain't gonna shit on Dennehy's man. It's uh, Tommy Cat, Big Tommy Callahan, man, Bankhead bounce, man. All right, mm-hmm. Pete, to you too, man. You're a fucking legend. Uh, but in January fifth, nineteen ninety five, in an interview with Kathleen Gingrich, the mother of Republican politician Newt Gingrich, on CBS's Eye to Eye, Mrs. Gingrich said she could not say what her son thought about First Lady Hillary Clinton on the air. Connie Chung asked Mrs. Gingrich to just whisper it to me, just between you and me. And Mrs. Gingrich's microphone volume was turned up as she replied, he thinks she's a bitch. Now that's one thing me and Newt Gingrich can agree on. Yeah, I can I can eat a bag of that. Fuck Newt yeah. Gingrich's ass and probably fuck his mom, but... Oh, fuck his mom, <laughs> uh, whose likeness was used for the glowworms toy. She's a bitch. Is she one uh, of the... Like the first, like... Remember that movie Dark City? <laughs> she looked like she was had an Undertaker hat on, but fuck that, fuck New Gingrich. But you know what? Here's my thing, and I think you're gonna even discuss this here. Cause I think there was a little controversy because whatever, whatever. But I think there was an assumption that that was like off the record because she whispered it, and then they just right. like it be- it came out, you know. And less focus was on that and it turned to connie chung because they said she fumbled the ball and like she basically like had her thinking like you said it was going to be off the record and she wouldn't be heard because she did say just whisper it between you and me and so she caught flag with that and this was a, a cancellation before the cancel culture started you know uprooting um but yeah man uh that that's mrs maury povich if you're nasty I mean, and honestly, though, that ain't her fucking call in reality. There are producers and shit, and it's not like she's controlling the edit, I don't think. I don't believe you know? it was live. And why are we interviewing Newt Gingrich? For, for, for one, we don't give a fuck about Newt Gingrich. I get it. He was a politician and all of that fucking... He looked like fucking Wade Phillips, man. Thanks for ruining the Cowboys for a decade. But, like... He looks like, like he yeah, sniffs, like, guys' underwear, dude. Like in a gym, like he'll just catch a whiff of some shit. Like he just, that guy's a scumbag or was, whatever, fuck him. He he looks like he has a thing for little people. Yeah, that Peter Dinklage. I like to see his Dinklage. He does have a thing for little people probably, but just not the ones that we would find funny. Little boys! (laughs) The only thing that he did good, Steve, is allow himself to be... uh, represented by chris farley whatever you know that was the best thing that was related to new gingrich so (laughs) new gingrich has all the snacks in the basement for the babies but that that is a good point like why were you who fucking is who's getting her his mama i'd be like you called my mom what is this my fucking high school geometry teacher who is this broad this baddie broad get the beehive out of here yeah get beat it it's uh 1995 bill fitch becomes the fifth coach in nba history to register 850 career victories with the la clippers 95 to 93 home win over philadelphia 76ers at the memorial sports arena in los angeles what was his name because this man bill this fitch guy, bill fitch wow. bill fitch and he's angry that you don't fucking know yeah. who he is man <laughs> no i am better sorry put some, dude. My put some bad. spec on that 
put some spec on Bill Fitch's name. Bill Fitch, son of a bitch. Bill Fitch was a balling son of a bitch. He was riding high in, in Boston back in the 80s, man. Uh, he was the head coach of what they say is possibly the greatest Boston Celtic team of all time. Uh, that team of 86. So he was hanging out with like Robert Parrish and shit like that. Kevin uh, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, the Birdman. Mm. Cool, cool. These guys were out there just doing blow and just fucking chicks that are like, let's go fuck in the yard. Yeah, and fucking <laughs> the garden. We go into the Boston garden and fucking in, in the garden. Fucking Larry, fuck me in my fucking ass in the yard. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking crazy fucking what? I take that. He was not the coach. He, he was the coach in 81 when they won. Um, who was the coach in 86? Who gives a damn? It was the 80s. Yeah, fuck the Celtics. You don't even remember in general. Things. Just no, don't fuck the players, but you know, just in general, the Celtics gonna eat my dick. But Bill Fitch, Bankhead. Uh, 1996, uh, 12 Monkeys, and this is debatable. The M-dubs and Wikipedia, they don't agree. Uh, one says the 29th of December, and the other says January 5th, but we rolling with it. In a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. Directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Bruce Willis. Madeline Stowe, Brad Pitt, and Christopher Plummers. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I like this performance by Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, I think he is what sold it for me in the movie, man, because it's him in a different light. Um, you know, I hadn't seen this Brad Pitt prior. It's a trippy fucking movie. Like, I can't remember all the details, but I know Bruce Willis is constantly going, like, in between these worlds, and Brad Pitt's, like, he's acting insane, but you're right. He's the bright spot. Yeah. This movie, to and me, was always just kind of, like, disappointing, because I really like Terry Gilliam, because, he, you know, every reason. He's in Monty Python and, uh, you know, You, you like, were you a, you a Monty Python dude? I honestly was when I was young because uh, I watched like, uh, you know, the fucking goddamn, the one, the main one with King Arthur and shit. I can't remember shit for fuck anymore, but I watched a couple of Monty yeah. Python, the life of Brian I watched. There was a few. Spam a lot. I didn't like Spam a lot. I was a little bit post like past my prime, but I watched a few and I enjoyed it. Me and my buddy Hans used to watch fucking Monty Python because, uh, you know, he was Mormon, so we could only get like G-rated shit. Monty Python, you know, PG, but there were titties, Steve. So, you know, I was into that. But anywho, For Terry Gilliam, he's a beast, and he does make good trippy movies, but this one's almost too confusing. It's just like too weird. Uh, so it, it was a no for you. It's not a no. I mean, I own this movie specifically because Terry Gilliam made it. And uh, I think the DVD had a lot of cool like making of shit. But yeah, it was just it was on the level, you know, one of those movies that you're glad you have. And it's like, you know, it's got cool actors, but I'm not going to watch it a bunch. It's really uh, it's just really fucked up. I remember, it's, yeah. you know, it's almost like it's in space, but it's not. You know, like, isn't he getting, doesn't he get put in a suit and like sent back in time or back to, isn't there something related it, it to was, that? 
it was like conception inception before inception in some kind of way and uh yeah i gotta rewatch it it's been a while uh i think i watched it with y'all man or like half yeah. of it yeah we do. i mean I do... it's a good movie to watch when you're on drugs for sure if you're high watch it because i mean you don't have to you do, you're not going to be able to follow it but it's you know bruce willis is in it brad pitts you know you named all the cast and what i think it is is he's in a dystopian future and they have some sort of time machine where they can send him back to a point and he's trying to prevent what is happening in his future by doing something in the past weird and wild stuff it now brad pitt he actually received an oscar nomination for his role as an asylum patient and his future wife angelina jolie received an oscar nomination for her portrayal of the asylum asylum patient uh she won he did truth hurts he just got nominated because he shows his ass in this movie and people were just like oh yeah brad <laughs> nice cakes uh, now, Terry Gilliam was afraid that Brad Pitt wouldn't be able to pull off the nervous, rapid speech. He sent him to a speech coach, but in the end, he just took away Pitt's cigarettes, and Pitt played the part exactly as Gilliam wanted. I mean, I think Brad Pitt doesn't get it. He's a handsome guy, but he's a good actor, too. I was, watching, I was watching something about Snatch where, uh, you know, he's a big part of Snatch. And right. he wasn't originally that character wasn't supposed to be in it like they wrote it specifically so he could play it and do something because he didn't have a lot of time to prep and like learn an accent so they're like you can just do this gibberish speak and we'll get you in this movie because they wanted to work and together i was like damn that's so fucking cool and it i mean to me it seems organic and i love him in that fucking movie like i do in most movies he's in honestly now that following year, 1997, The Simpsons are airing the episode The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, but the, the real title that they use is Spanish. It's El Viaje Misterioso de Nuestra Homer. Yep. And I I got caught up because I was like, wait, am I on like a Spanish site, like a Spanish version of IMDb or some shit? But no, that's it. Yeah, and I'm fluent in this episode, Steve, because I've seen it about 5,000 times. Season 8, Episode 9, and after eating insanity peppers at a chili cook-off, Homer has a hallucination of a talking coyote urging him to find his soulmate. Yeah. And uh, we come in and, you know, we're at the house. Things are going pretty good. Marge is acting kind of cagey, though, Steve. Homer's, like, trying to read the newspaper. There's an article missing. He's trying to go outside. She doesn't want him to go outside. She's like, stay in the fucking house. And there's a reason. Mm -hmm. Doing your cycle? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Because every year on this date, Homer gets his gets wasted and makes an ass of himself at the uh, annual chili cook-off, Steve. Just trying to let his hair down, you know? He's got to let that one or two hairs down off the top of his head. And he's, you know, he's had some issues. Homer, some probably an alcoholic if we're actually going to diagnose it. He's, he's, a, he's functioning. And she begrudgingly is like, hey, we can go, but you ain't, you're not going to drink. And he agrees, even though it's like, come on, bro. You know you're about to sneak some shit. You're going to get the shakes. I just want to do some bald head hoe shit. Where the Jada? Can I twerk in a fucking chili pot, Marge? God damn. Damn. <laughs> 
you can eat some out of my butthole like you did last year. She's like, that was Chief Wiggum. You know I gotta get a snooker. <laughs> Marge tells him that he can't have any beer. And uh, Homer, he's like, all right, but he's in Chile. He's at the cook-off. Uh, he's like a kid in Legoland. Yeah. He's it's a celebrity, like his... Steve. He's he's got his he's got a magic wand spoon shape. People are like, he carved that out of a bigger spoon. Yeah, he's got a bigger spoon, and he's known as the dude with this fireproof stomach. Would you ever do like? Here's my thing: Is it chili? Like, is is chili always supposed to be spicy, Steve? Because I, I don't know. I don't like my shit picante <laughs> like that. You know. If you're a terrorist, yeah. Like, I, I, I eat like it's it's a food, and I eat food for comfort, to feel good, to not like I, I'm not trying to have a pissing contest with my fucking meal. Like, oh, I got spicy as I can eat this fucking great. Like you got you got ten times spicier than me. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it's not. Fun. I mean, but, here's my thing. I do like a spicy thing, but like a, I don't want to eat like a soup that's just. You can't get away from that. You know what I'm saying? A wing. You eat one wing and then you call it a day. And if it's gonna, if you're shitting fire, you know, you can take it at one. But this guy, he's out here. I don't know. I don't respect this. But Homer's, he's a legend. And Marge is here too. The whole family's there. Marge, Marge has a funny thing where she's looking at like a shop and she sees like a spice rack that has eight spices. And she's like, obviously doesn't have a lot of money or options for spices. She's like, oh, there must be doubles here. And then she sees like a thing of oregano and she's like, oregano? What the hell is that? <laughs> so, Bitch can't cook. I mean, honestly, Steve, I live in Virginia. I'm telling you one thing the audacity, and I'm white of old white women and what they'll just use there's no spicings there's no spice there's nothing there's no put a fucking garlic powder on it something but marge clearly just you know maybe read a cookbook okay bless her heart as they say in the south and homer he's doing his test run he won he runs up the ned flanders chili he's like this little pussy ass chili ow it's only a two alarm chili oh. it ain't fine daddy are you going to jail I don't know yet. We'll see, son. Yeah. We'll see. Now, he runs in the cheap Wiggum's chili, and his secret ingredient is a pepper from the deep from deep in the jungle primeval made by inmates of the Guatemala Insane Asylum. What is it called, Steve? Insanity pepper. From Quetzalcoatlango or some shit. Homer has a bite. Before yeah, we get to that, before he eats it, Marge sees, uh, and this is just a funny aside, she sees Smithers in like a rhinestone cowboy oh, yeah. outfit, and uh, I mean, you gotta love that. Like some classic yeah. Smithers looking like he's about to go to fucking Magic Mike's. And he offers to dance with her. It's like, Smithers, you do know she's a woman, right? Mm, he can make ass is ass, dude. <laughs> And Homer has a bite and his mouth is on fire. He's drinking every beer he can. And Marge is now liking this shit because he said, she said no beers. And it, I mean, he, he literally touches his tongue, Steve, touches it. And he doesn't have the beers. He puts like eight beers up like Fred Flintstone style, but sees Marge like huffing and hawing, doesn't do it, eventually cools off. Like this is just one. So he's yeah. like, man, what do I do? Like, I can't look like a bitch. I'm fucking the chili king. 
they can't have me out here fucking besmirching my name. And so he's like, hmm. And I think some, there's like a candle there. And I don't remember if, like, okay, this is what happens. He picks up like a candle and he's like about to drink it, I think. And Ralph Wiggum's like, you're not going to drink a candle, are you, mister? And he's like, you know what? Maybe I am because it's going to coat your mouth, Steve. So you're good to go. Kids don't try this at home. Don't. I mean, I, there's some health. I, he might almost suffocate himself, but he doesn't. He gets a nice coating. He looks like he had like a, a money shot from, you know, Barney or some shit. He's just got like this big purple. Maybe he's just like wine drunk. And he goes back to wake him. And he's like, hey, what's up, bitch? And he's all, you know, stiff mouthed. Like he took a bukkake and he couldn't clean off. Fucking melted wax mouth. And this time he, he he takes that pepper to the face. He doesn't even flinch. And then he tells Chief, "Don't quit your day job." Ah, fucking pussy ass. You're, you're just like Steve, Flanders. Julie. He eats like eight of them shits. Cause people are like, oh, "What the fuck?" Cause these things yeah, also a- look nasty. They look like a Satan's like nuts or like testicle. It's like glowing. It's got like a green ooze on it. And shit, it's crazy. And my secret ingredient, Satan dick. And- <laughs> yeah. So Homer just walks that shit off like he hit a home run, and that shit went straight to his gut. And instantly, he, he's seeing the visuals, man. Uh, he's talking to Flanders, whose face turns into several floating mustaches. Uh, Homer's tripping, and everyone's face is looking characterized and deformed. And now Homer's in bat country. Uh, a huge butterfly takes him out damn near, making a dive. The sun starts going up and down, up and down, until it falls and shatters. Uh, now, Homer, he sees a tortoise who leaves a message in the sand saying, follow the tortoise. And he gets fed up. He kicks the tortoise and runs to his next clue, which is a pyramid that rises from the fucking ground. Yeah, like that uh, fake SNL commercial for Colin Blow. It's just like a huge Aztec pyramid, basically. Homer fried. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And then he gets up to the top finally. And... uh we hear a familiar voice, Steve, which I never clocked this, but this is actually Johnny Cash's fucking voice. The man in black. Yeah. And he's a coyote. And he's like that guy. He's like the spirit guide, basically, in this trip. And I got to say one thing also is like somebody used to love psychedelics. If in the if in my 20s in Bromfield, you told me, Jordan, everybody else on the second floor that you could eat a pepper that while might burn your mouth would make you trip nuts. We'd be all over those things. Oh, no, I know you would. Oh, Doctor, do you have two? Oh, fuck two. We're, we're, you can't walk on one leg, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Ugly Jason would try to have two. Yeah. He'd staple his nuts just to hang out, too. So, you know, but... Hey, guys, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Let's hang but, out. <clears throat> but the coyote... I was like, what is going on, you know? And the coyotes just basically tells him you got to find your soulmate and homer's like soulmate I, that's marge what are you talking about yeah. and then you know Duh. and i think the coyote just disappears but in his head he's like well if she's maybe she isn't or you know it, it starts some bad thoughts basically you know what i'm saying yeah he's got him second second guessing himself he's like man maybe there's a reason why i saw this talking coyote and then somehow, some way, he snaps out of that shit. I guess he was blacked out, hoping all of what he experienced was just a dream. 
Maybe that desert was just a sand trap. That crazy pyramid was just a pro shop. And that talking coyote was just a talking dog. Hey, Homer, find your soulmate. Wait, dogs don't talk. He's still tripping a little bit. He's on that back end where you, it's shit's a little wavy still, you know? He's yeah, coming he down. Said some absent. <laughs> Somebody had some absent in their fucking flask. The real shit. Um, and uh, then he, we kind of cut. He uh, he goes back home after he gets because he is on a golf course. Like he literally comes to in a golf course and does he sees all that shit. And then uh, he goes home. And I mean, Marge is he, she's you know it's one of those situations where you're like oh, she's gonna be fucking pissed. And then she's not even there though. You're like, where is she at? And she's like off, like I think in the backyard or something, pissed. Like, ah, oh, God, shit. Yeah, Marge ain't Fuck. the one right now. Yeah, and she goes off on him and basically um, says, she's like, well, maybe we're not soulmates, you know? Or she says something to him, but he thinks that. Don't basically. you soulmate me with. Yeah, that's what it is. And he leaves. And as he's leaving, he's like, well, Man, if she's not my soulmate, then wh- who is? And then this this is a whole new existential crisis that he has to go through, Steve. Yeah, he's going through it, man. So now he seeks therapy at a furniture store uh, before the, the salesman is like, hey, man, I, I got couches to sell. You're actually laying on our only model. Yeah, this is, you know, it's, are you going to buy this shit? So then that doesn't work. So he goes to Moe's. I mean, it's his, it's his heaven. So I, you maybe think Barney's his soulmate. A soulmate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it. You might have like a new relationship that way, but that doesn't work out either. And then uh, he starts calling somebody in a personal ad, I think, too, who is looking for a soulmate, which is yeah. convenient. Not realizing that GBM stands for gay black male. Uh, <laughs> he likes rainy days and movies, uh, but he doesn't like that or that. Uh, and uh, he's gonna have to hang up now. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> and, ZJ, uh, what's a ZJ? I don't know. Yeah, man, I, I don't even know what that means. And then uh, he's looking for a soulmate still, and he comes across a lighthouse. He sees a sign that says this lighthouse is operated by Earl. He runs towards the lighthouse looking for Earl, only to find out that Earl stands for Electronic Automatic Robotic Lighthouse. It's a machine. I mean, you can't fuck it, Steve. So what the fuck? Or can you? <laughs> yeah, you might be able to. Um, but he's like, he's then in anguish up at the top. And he sees like a cruise ship. And this is where I'm questioning, like, is this psychosis from this pepper? Because he's like, oh, this cruise ship. I'm going to break this lighthouse so this thing crashes. And now I can be friends with everybody. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> That's like Michael Scott in that episode of The Office when he's a little kid. And he's like, I want to have nine kids so I can have nine friends and they can never say no to being my friend. And the puppet's like, dude. So, so Homer breaks the light. And as he's doing this, he, Marge shows up because he's been in the lighthouse and the kids saw her, but I think she actually goes about, like, she has some logic where she's like, I knew you were going to be here, basically. Yeah, she she comes in with a lamp because she realized he wasn't at home and, you know, she knows her man, pretty much. And this whole thing, this whole thing really reveals to Homer, he's like, you are my soulmate. You know, they're in love. Of course they're in love. You know, they're the Simpsons, Steve. You can't get a divorce. 
Yeah, man. I, I, I spent the last 24 minutes in six minutes of paid advertisements wasting, you know, like, here we are. We went around the corner just to go next door. But as this is happening also, uh, this cruise ship is going to disaster, Steve. And luckily, there is a replacement gigantic light bulb, which I thought was hilarious. That's all you got to do. Um, they turn the lighthouse back on just in time for the ship to sort of veer off. It's not going to collide directly into the lighthouse. And they're sort of embracing. And then behind them, we see the boat actually just sort of go on land. You know, it goes it like Titanic's itself on land. And, you know, maybe call it a loss. But it's a win for everybody in Springfield because there's unlimited hot pants just everywhere, Steve. They want short shorts. Yeah. I'd be all over that. I'd be rocking some jorts, Steve. Why not? Yeah, man. Maybe it's a jort. Uh, what are those things? The fucking the pants that the uh, Legion of Doom used to wear and shit. Oh, just like the just like a nice like booty short. Is that what you're talking about, Steve? Not, not the shorts, like the pants that we've talked about them before. They they were like um, like jammer kind of pants. <laughs> I have to see. I don't remember this, but I yes, can't even call the name. I'm down. It's Zubaz nine. Give me some Zubaz. Zubaz. That, that's what. It, yeah, Zubaz. Get a Zubaz jort oh, combination. A Zubaz jort. I mean, hot, people's hot fucking Zubaz. minds would explode. I just came. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of badussy and jizz all over the place because as soon as you go out in public, it's just going to be like that orgasma ray and orgasmo. It's just, oh. Oh, the outside. It's going to smell like booty, dick, and pussy. Give me a hell yeah. But that following year, 1998, the Charlie Horse Music Pizza debuts on PBS Kids. Whoa. Yeah, man. The Charlie Horse music pizza it was put together by a two-year-old the title uh just like a combination of things that we like what what do you like it's music uh what else do you like pizza okay we'll call it the charlie horse music pizza makes no fucking sense but it's got some charlie horse it's got uh sherry lewis it's got some cameos from lamb chops it's even got that boy hush pup <laughs> you okay. got, got Hush Puppy in the mix, you know what I'm saying? You even got motherfucking Dom Delaware in this motherfucker. Delaware? Hey, guys, Dom Delaware's cuz. Dom Delaware's is in this bitch and they ain't even tell us that. They ain't even fucking tell us Dom's was in this motherfucker, man. That's, that's, see, dog. I ain't never seen Charlie Horse Music Pizza, but I probably would if I knew Dom Delaware's was in the motherfucker with Hush Puppies. <laughs> Does he laugh so hard he pisses himself? Or... That's that bullshit, bro. That's that bullshit because it only lasted 23 episodes. This shit started January 5th, 1998. This shit ended January 1998? Deloise was getting work in 1998. It's the Doms, of course. Yeah, you're right, dude. It's not on you, it's in you. You don't and, get and, that name unless you're high class, Steve. Dom Perignon, Dom DeLuise. Dom, I don't even know. There's some other baller that's named Dom someplace. Dom, Dominic Toretto, Steve, from Fast and Furious, dog. And Dom DeLuise needed to get his music pizza on. And they only lit him for 23 episodes. PBS, like, 
Because he I, ate I, all I the miss... pizza, Steve. Dom ate all the pizza, and it was just Charlie Horse something out. <laughs> they fucked up pizza. I, I miss this PBS. This PBS graphic, like, dude, this looks basic and elementary as fuck, but I guarantee you they spent long, hard days and nights to piece this little... That took like three second. months. <laughs> oh my God. Now a little uh, six-year-old could get on TikTok and go viral uh, with all of the fucking graphics and things just on a fucking smartphone. Hey. It looked ten times better than this shit, but this shit was real because it came from the heart. LeVar Burton was back there just drawing that shit. He drew that shit, Steve. LeVar Burton, Sherry Lewis, you know what I'm saying? The OG Barney. Chief from fucking Carmen San Diego was doing some shading on that bitch. It was just them, Steve. I don't know if you know that. These people weren't just the, the celebrities of PBS. They had to do all the animation and shit, too. They were talented. You got to put in that work, man. You know what I'm saying? That's actually Word where that first... visor, where the visor came in, uh, the Var Borton wore in Star Trek. That was actually just his shit. Like that was some next level shit he came up with to do all that. So, shout mm, out to his genius. One of the most iconic looks, man. But uh, we missed out on Charlie Horse Music Pizza, and, and somebody who probably also looked out or missed out on it, 1998, American singer, songwriter, producer, actor, and politician Sonny Bono. He would pass away, born 1935. Uh, he died on January 5th, 1998 of injuries incurred when he hit a tree while skiing at Heavenly Mountain Resort in South Lake Tahoe, California. Legend, man. I mean, hell yeah, dude. Sonny Bono, badass. I mean, had Cher it just when she was like the top, like an angel. Sonny and Cher, I mean, it's one of the biggest duos of all time. Cher, top 10 for me. I, I mean, I, I at a certain point, I totally agree with you, for sure. And I mean, this guy, cool dude, always found it so bizarre of this, like, this was his end. But it is what it is. I mean, life sucks, you know, but damn, skiing and you just smack into a tree and that's it. Fuck. And that's it, man. And, you know, like I said, man, he had a lot of hats. Musician, actor, producer, uh, politician at this point, man. I remember there's an episode of Golden Girls where he made a cameo. This is like during his politician days, man. So the man stayed busy. Yeah, shit. I did forget he was like a successful politician for sure. He was trying to do like a Reagan type thing, you know? Who who knows, man? He could have been president. Uh, But... Any callbacks, takeaways, questionable paternity tests you'd care to explain? Steve, why'd you bring that up? Also, just a quick fuck you to Tom Cruise and the people that made Top Gun Maverick because you wasted a lot of my time. And uh, even though it was free, my time is valuable and I just don't appreciate that. And you're an artist and you're serious about your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I could have been out there watching Roadhouse something like that you know what i'm saying listen to watching dalton fucking rip a throat out some fat guy whoops some ass but anyway steve what about you oh we have a store available uh and we have cool stuff like this hoodie that i'm wearing happened in the 90s uh put together uh the design was done by us man and um yeah we're putting it together. We're finally doing this shit. So if you go to Redbubble and type in H-I-T-9-0-S, 
you should be able to see all the designs that we have currently. And then all you do is you click on a design and you don't have to just, you're not limited to a shirt. You know, it's you, so many cool things. Maybe some socks, maybe a print, maybe, I don't know. At some point, maybe we'll have a happen in the nineties condom. If Redbubble will get to my emails that I keep sending to them, but not yet, but still it's a store, Steve. It's one big step. Happened in the '90s, rose for you ladies, <laughs> and um, yeah, man, I, I like this hoodie. It, it feels good on my skin. Uh, you know, I, my my schlong, man. It, it feels like it grew like about three more inches just wearing it. Wow. Okay. That wasn't in like the thing I read about the product, but I'm glad that's a side effect. But that's probably just because we designed it and are just like aura. It adds a couple inches, Steve. Maybe it's a placebo effect. Maybe yeah. I just feel like it got bigger. Hmm. Maybe it's that like big dick new. energy that you're just walking around with constantly. And it's just, you know, whatever. It's Maybe it's body dysmorphia. Maybe you just got a big fat dick, Steve, whatever. But we're going to give it the credit to the shirt. And when I get my shirt, I'll, I'm going to measure my dick tonight soft and then whenever i get the shirt i'll measure it again soft and we'll see where we're at before and after yeah and it feels good to be back man and i like the fact that we we didn't leave them in the dark this time we because we gave them a warning like hey we're going to take a break uh this is going to be our last episode for the year i don't like like the other times it'd be like ah yeah you feel like recording? Nah, nah, nah really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. So, they can fuck off. Uh, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll they'll come back next Thursday and look for us. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We'll take it's, a break every once in a while, scheduled. But hey, it was the new year, and honestly, Steve, with the week with I've had with Johnny fucking cyst over here on his back, looking like fucking Quasimodo, you know. I just needed to take a break. Me and my sis, we had to have a little t- alone time and just, you know, really get to know each other before he went away. So, sorry about that. You haven't spoken to me in weeks, Matthew. <laughs> but, yeah. Please like, share, and subscribe and comment. Ask your sister, where the fuck is my checkbook? Please listen to Over the Culture. Uh, I've taken a hiatus from that, but I'll be returning on Sunday. Uh, Crush Guys with Kendra, B3F Podcast with Joey and Steve. Don't worry, be movie with Amanda and Wade. This is Steve G and Maggie with Happen, Happen in the, in the 90. 90.